Today we're talking out of the book of Acts, chapter 2. So if you want to turn over there or stand with me, listen, it's really long. It's from verse 14 to, 9, to 39. So I think it's eight pages right out the gate. So stand with me and we'll read the word this morning. Acts chapter 2, and it's titled, Peter's Sermon. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Everybody say, all your sons, your daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants, my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire, vapor and smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, the moon into blood, before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And just a side note, May 16th this year, we'll have another blood moon. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves also know. Him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands, have crucified and put to death. Whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be held by it. For David says concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, and he is at my right hand, that I might, may not be shaken. Therefore my heart rejoiced, my tongue was glad. Moreover, my flesh also will rest in hope, for you will not leave my soul in Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of joy in your presence. Oh, hallelujah, yeah. Men and brethren, let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David, and that is both, that he is both dead and buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God has sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his body, according to the flesh, he would raise up the Christ to sit on his throne. He Foreseeing this, spoke concerning the resurrection of the Christ, that his soul was not left in Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God has raised up, of which we are all witnesses. Therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this which you now see and hear. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he says himself, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. 
where the promise is to you, to your children, and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord God will call. Hallelujah, Father. Lord, we praise you and we thank you, Lord, for your calling. That, Lord, we thank you that we are those who are afar off. And that, Lord, that this promise for each of us, God, the promise is yes and amen to them that believe, God. And we stand before you today, God, believing in what you have done, believing in the Holy Spirit, receiving the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And we thank you, Father God. And we pray that, Lord, our children, our children's children, our children's children's children, all those that are still afar off, would receive this promise. God, that the promise of the Holy Spirit would be preached in the world today, God. That the gospel of Jesus Christ would go around the world today. And that we would know there is no way to the Father except through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And we glorify you, Jesus. And we thank you for this time in your word. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Whew! I'm going to catch my breath now on that one. <sighs> That's a lot. A lot of talking. Praise God. You know, they're, they're in the upper room. We, we've already been going through this. They're in the upper room. 120 people. They're all filled. Everybody say all. All, all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they're making such a noise that the New Living Translation says that the people in the community ran over there to see what was happening as they spilled out of the upper room into the streets. 3,000 people, over 3,000 people ran over there to see what was happening. 3,000 people ran. They hear the Galileans speaking in their language. And they're amazed. As the, as the Galileans, as the disciples are, are speaking these languages, they're glorifying God in languages they do not know. And as I said last week, this is them being a witness that day. That's how God used them that day. And, and the result of being filled with Holy Spirit was that they witnessed like crazy that day. And all these people come to see what was happening. And then Peter stood up with the 11 others, and he, and he began, get this, Peter begins to speak his first sermon. His first sermon. His first sermon, 3,000 people get saved, filled with the Holy Spirit. 3,000, his first message. Those of you that want to preach, get ready, huh? But the thing that Peter had, number one, that Peter had boldness. He became so bold because of the Holy Spirit in him. He no longer had fear. He wasn't afraid what they were going to say, what they were going to do. You know, they were, um, they saw what they did to Jesus. They, they know what they wanted to, the, the um, guards wanted to do to the disciples. But they, they came out this day, spilled into the streets, filled with the Spirit, and such a boldness come on them that they had no fear to speak the glories of God. They had no fear to speak in tongues in front of other people. They weren't worried about what the people thought about them. They had such boldness that they just let it flow. They spilled out into the streets and all these people come running. Like, what is that? Who are these people doing? They're glorifying God in our language. Man, they're Galileans. How do they know our language? God. The Holy Spirit just moved. And Peter, 
He stood in that boldness. And he said this. He said, listen to my words. It was the rhema word of God that had come to him and was calling him to speak it out. And Peter was calling for them to listen to him. He has a word from the Lord to explain what is happening. And he begins to tell them. And the first thing he tells them, he says, listen, these people aren't drunk. It's the side effects of being filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, be open. You know, I've seen people fall. I've seen people laugh. I've seen people cry. I've seen people just be out for hours. I I was sitting here one day, and uh, the preacher we had that day, a guest, he, he came and he said, Ron, he says, I want, there was a guy up here on the stage. He said, I want you to go lay hands on him. I'm like, all right. So I got up from my seat. I stood up. That was easy. I stood up. When I got to the first step, I fell down. And I couldn't get up, so I started crawling. So I crawled up the steps. And as I crawled up the steps, such laughter filled my heart. I began to laugh. I'm telling you, I laughed so hard. I, I, I'm crawling and I'm trying to be obedient because I'm going to lay hands on this guy. And I'm crawling up. And, and as I'm crawling on my knees, I jumped up and I just lunged and I hit him in the chest. We went out for three and a half hours. Laughing. I don't know if you've ever laughed hard for three and a half hours, but my stomach hurt. But what a glorious time. I wasn't drunk. I was just filled with the Holy Spirit. I wasn't on any drugs. There ain't no drugs this good. That same man, he, uh, I told you last week how he prayed for me. And he just yelled fire and waved it at me. And I went flying onto the steps. And I couldn't breathe for about 20 minutes. God just touched me. Or when our sister Lucy Rael has come and she gets words of knowledge and she'll, I mean, one day there was a lady sitting over here and she said, ma'am, the the red wallet in your purse, the Lord wants you to pull out that red wallet because he's going to bless it. And the lady goes, I don't have a red wallet. She goes, oh, she keeps going. She comes back. She goes over here. Ma'am, I just know you have a red wallet in your purse. And she's like, I have a red wallet, but it's at home. I didn't bring it. And her husband's one of our pastors. And he says, please just look. (laughs) Please just look. She looked in her purse and she pulled out a red wallet. And God just blessed her. And so this, now this lady, I'm telling you, it's crazy. But it's the Holy Spirit. Because why? She preaches Jesus. And she blesses people. But she gets oil that flows out of the palm of her hand. And I'm getting to that, but she gets oil that flows out of the palm of her hand and actually can ruin a microphone because the oil just drips off of her hand. And we seen her one night, I seen her up here, she opened up her Bible and as she was talking, I watched gold come from her fingertips and just fill in up her hand, gold. She took Delon and I, she wiped it on her hands and she said, the Lord's blessing is on this house. And she and Delon and I anointed everybody with gold that night. Now that's crazy, and I can't explain it except 
that it's the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit wants to do something, let him do it. Amen? When the Holy Spirit tells you to open your mouth, he will fill it. Amen? He'll give you the words to say. We see this with Peter. Peter stood up on that day and God filled him with words. And number two, he got a revelation. He got a revelation. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons, your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men dream dreams. Ask for it. Ask for it. Ask the Lord for it. You young people, ask God for the visions. Ask God to prophesy, you young people. Get your sons and daughters into the place that they start prophesying. Get them into the atmosphere of God. Stop leaving them home on Wednesday nights. Stop letting them stay home on Sunday morning. Get their heinies into church. Get them into the presence. I've seen so many memes that said, you know, my mom dragged me to church every Sunday and Wednesday, you know. I'm a better person for it today. You got to drag them, tie them up. That's okay. We'll just set them over in the corner here. You think I'm kidding. Give them an ear to hear, amen. You got to get them in the house of God. You got to, you can't just let, since when did we start making, letting kids make decisions? When did that ever become a thing? Letting them have their way. Me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Amen? We're going to serve the Lord. You young people, you might not like what I'm saying, but you got to get to the place where you're prophesying. you got to get into the position of, of seeing visions. Dreams. Our older crowd. we got a number of older crowd. You guys got to start telling me the dreams, man. you got to start asking the Lord for the dreams. What's the dream tonight, Lord? What are we going to do? What are we going to do in my sleep? What are we going to dream about? Start asking God for dreams. It says here, old men will dream dreams. That means old men and old women will dream dreams. Amen. So all my men servants, maid servants, I'll pour out my spirit in those days. They shall prophesy. God wants to raise up a spirit of prophecy in this house like never before, not just through me. Amen. He wants it through all of you. Lillian, he wants it through you that you begin to speak. Amen. Amen. Tess, come on now, stir up the gift of God inside of you. You know, you're like, why are you calling us out? Because it's time. You've got to start doing it. Lewis has been prophesying on Wednesday night, Friday night. He had a wonderful word. We've just, uh, we're going to miss you, Lewis. So, and then he says, I'll show wonders in heaven and si above and signs in the earth beneath, the blood, fire, vapor, and smoke. Now, like I said, there's going to be a blood moon on May 16th. There'll be another one in November. I know a volcano just went off last month. I, I almost say another one went off today. I don't know. I just saw a glimpse about a volcano. I don't know if one went off today or not, but I'm telling you, blood, fire, vapor, smoke, get ready. We're going to see more. It's going to be more rapid and things are going to be happening because I believe Jesus is getting ready to come. And if you really believe that, don't let these things shock you. Just pray and be and be a witness. Be bold enough to tell somebody. Amen. The sun shall be turned into darkness, the moon into blood, before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. Remember a few years ago, we had four blood moons in one year. We're all sitting around thinking, this is it. We're out of here. You know, <laughs> didn't happen. <laughs> it didn't happen because not enough people are saved yet. There's still people that have got to get saved. 
So it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. See, all you've got to do is get people to call upon the name of the Lord. Make them thirsty. Remember what I said last week, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. But our job is not to make them drink, our job is to make them thirsty. Our job is to get them to look at us and say, man, I want what you have. I see there's something in you that I I need and that people begin to be stretched. See, when you have the Holy Spirit, he will move on your behalf for you to witness, amen? John chapter 14, 26 says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring, get it, bring all, and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. The Holy Spirit will bring things that he has said to us to remembrance. Peter didn't have a Bible. Peter didn't stand up and go, did you guys turn to, um, you know, Joel chapter 2? He didn't have that. This wasn't even invented yet, okay? They didn't have it. He stood up by the Holy Spirit in him and he said, this is what the prophet Joel said was going to happen. And then he began to speak it out. In the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, your old men dream. You see, he just knew it. You see, and when you read it, when you take the time to put the word of God inside of you, you give something. It's like a well. You drink in the word of God inside of you, and the Holy Spirit is the bucket that pulls it out. And he pulls it out of the well of your life, puts it on the tip of your tongue, that when you stand forth and you're obedient, and you do what God is telling you to do, and you open your mouth, it is filled because it's in you. But if you don't read this, if you don't pay attention, he's like, he's looking. Hello? <laughs> this well's dry. Fill it up. That's what he's, we got to do. We fill it and he'll draw on it. Amen. He'll, he'll tell you, hey, this is what the prophet Joel said. Or he'll say, hey, this is what Isaiah wrote in chapter 53 by his stripes, you're healed. He'll tell you. He'll start putting those words in your mouth. And, and he'll, de- he'll declare these things through you. So you can see as the Holy Spirit is at work in him as he's getting this revelation of what's, of what's happening. And he's sharing it. And this is something we can do. The same Holy Spirit Peter have, we have. Amen? It's not a different spirit. The same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead is the same spirit we have. It's not something for, it's something that the kingdom of God declares that we'll have, and we have it, amen? So when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, he can bring all things, everybody say all, all. to remembrance. So if you read the word, study it, don't just read it, but study it. Get it in you, amen? So we've been teaching hermeneutics on Tuesday nights. Man, people are freaking out about that class. It's a little difficult. We've had to learn English. Who threw that amen out, Mindy? <laughs> Mindy's in that class. You know, but it's just shown us how to interpret the word of God. And it is so powerful. And, but we, we study words. We get in deep, deeper than we've ever thought about going. Just studying it. It's so great. And we just have to be willing to open our mouth. Open our mouth with the boldness that Peter had. Because, hey, Peter was just some hot-headed fisherman that got saved, got filled with the Holy Spirit, and God used him. 
Who are you? You're probably a better person than Peter was. Robert, huh? Just open your mouth and he'll fill it. Mark? Just open up. Oscar? Donald? Donald, you're well trained. So are you, Oscar. We just have to be willing to open our mouths. See, this is the written word of God that he's given us. The Logos. But God will give you the rhema if you're willing. The spoken word. And it'll flow through you. As Peter got that rhema word right there, and he got it from the Logos word. He got it from being with Jesus. You know, because they, back then they had the synagogues, they had their scrolls. You know, I don't know if you've ever been to a, a Jewish temple, but them scrolls are big, they're heavy, and expensive. You don't just let somebody take off with them and go and have time at home to read them. I mean, the ones that they let me, they actually let me roll the scrolls in the Jewish temple. And, uh, but it was about this long. And they, their pulpit was really big, and it had the rack where you put the scrolls in. The scrolls are at the back of the stage in what they call the ark, where they put all the scrolls they had. They only had like two or three scrolls in there. And they had a light up above it like we have, that cross, but they just had a light. And they called it the eternal light, and they never turned the light off up there. I, I've been here since 76 when the sanctuary was open. I've never seen that cross turned off. <laughs> it's just, it just keeps going. I know, wow. So, but the Holy Spirit learns what we need, learns us what we need to put into action. He'll teach us. And it, so it boils down to two things. A, write the words of God on your heart. Read your Bible. Get into your word. Give him something in the well to draw on. And then B, hear from heaven when we need the words of God to come forth out of us. When you need to hear it, when you need to speak it, that you'll hear from heaven what to speak. Amen? We can do this. The Holy Spirit will inspire you to do this. Amen? And then Peter explains what the whole process is all about. He says, Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves also know. Him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands, have crucified and put to death, whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be held by it. For David says concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always being before my face, and he is at my right hand, that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart rejoiced, my tongue was glad. Moreover, my flesh will also rest in hope, for you will not leave my soul in Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life, and you will make me full of joy in your presence. Anybody need joy? You just get into his presence. Get into his presence, and the joy will come. Amen. There's eight volcanoes going off in the world right now. 
Is that what Lewis just found on there? Eight volcanoes. Oh, my gosh. Eight volcanoes. So it's going on. We need to be ready. We need to get people ready. You know, some of us, we just need to, like I said, really nail our kids down and really tell them what's up. Amen. But Peter's, Peter's getting more and more revelation as he talked. It just keeps coming through. And he's just like, wow, it's just being poured out. It's like, I heard this before, and here it comes. Woo! And he's letting it fly, you know. But remember, like I said, they didn't have this, the, the places where you, they didn't have this. I have so many of these in different versions. I'm so blessed. I have this big one. It's le- big letters. You know, you could probably read it from down there. I love it. It's just like, it's the one I preach out of. It's the one I, I know. But I print it even bigger. Look at how big I can print this. It's a 24 font. We have, such, we have such great tools. You know, there are such tools made available to you to study the Word of God. You don't have an excuse. You can buy a Bible. And I, I, again, I tell you to buy the New King James Study Bible by Jack Hayford. The Spirit-Filled Study Bible by Jack Hayford. Everybody that's bought that Bible since I started pushing it loves it. And when we're teaching hermeneutics, they say you should have this Bible because it explains things the best. It's a great Bible. You need a study Bible. If this is just a reader. I had to buy these. I was in Pakistan once preaching, and I had a 10 font, in the, and I had one light, and that was that, the light on the camera. And I had a 10 font Bible, and I'm like, I can't even see. So I had, I preached something I memorized because I couldn't see. And it was one, it was dark, one light. So I bought these, you know, these are like 16 font Bibles. You can get them at Sam's Club for 20 bucks. And he makes full, makes me full of joy in his presence. And just remember, Peter was a fisherman. He wasn't a priest where he had access to the word. I bet a lot of it was passed down through their parents. I bet their parents told them the word of God. I bet their parents had been taught the word of God and the parents told them the word of God. The memorization that the parents had, they passed on to the kids. What's our scripture for this week? This side's listening. I don't know what you guys over here are doing. <laughs> it's, all, it's all coming over here. Oh, she's putting it up there. <laughs> you know, but they were taught by the Lord these things, and they learned them well. And number three, we just need to allow the Holy Spirit to put us in the right place. You know, God's desire is to move through you to be a witness. We can see this from the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, how they spoke in other people's tongues to be a witness, to glorify God in another language they didn't know. It witnessed to those people. And God's desire is that you be that witness, amen? And God knows who needs to be saved. God probably knows who's going to be saved. So he may put you in front of them if you ask. Hey, God. Give me an opportunity today to share you with somebody. Just do it. He'll do it. 
Man, there's days I do that, and people come knocking on the door. I need Jesus. Okay, prayer answered. Come on in. Let's sit down. Let's, let's give you Jesus. Donald? Donald came one day knocking on the door. We didn't even knock on the door. He was sitting outside there waiting for me. You found Jesus. God's done a wonderful work in him since then. Praise God. Amen. And you, the scripture that we already said today, whoever, say whoever, whoever, calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So all you got to get to do is get them to call out. Tell them, well, if you want me to go away, just call out to Jesus. I'll leave you alone. But there it is. We need to encourage people to call upon the name of the Lord. You know, and I listen, I sit here and I'm looking out here. And I know that there's needs in, in each individual's lives. I know you have needs. I know there's things going on in your life. But if you want to fix what's going on in your life, go out and tell somebody about Jesus. I'm telling you, there's nothing that's going to bring God greater joy than for another soul to come into the kingdom. And he'll, he'll just want to bless you. He'll take care of that. His promise is to do it anyways. When you're tithing, right, Edward? He's gonna, Edwin, he's going to take care of it. Amen? He's going he's gonna, to um, rebuke the devourer off of your life. So stand in the gap. Just do what God said to do. You sing praises to him, you won't get depressed. You exalt the Lord, he says, I'll, I'll get rid of the spirit of heaviness. You just praise me, amen. You give to me, and I'll rebuke the devourer. You forgive people, you'll be forgiven of all your sins. You see, it just, he says, perfect love cast out all fear, amen. Perfect love. Everybody say perfect love. It casts out all fear. So when I took in that perfect love, the fear left me, and I haven't been afraid to share the love of God. So when I put all my focus on Jesus, I can do all things. Everybody say all things. All that he's called me to do, amen. Because if we go back to the memory scripture last week, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So when he pr provides me with an encounter, I can go through it. Oh, you say, you know, well, you don't know what I'm going through. I, I may not know what you're going through, but he does. And I know that when we take time to share him, he'll take time to share you. To share with you. It's just, if you really believe Jesus is coming. Go all after God. Go all after him. I'm telling you, he'll fix your problems. I'm telling you if, you, if you learn to praise God, you learn to give to the Lord, he'll take care of you. He will take care of you. There's no, no ifs, ands, or buts. He will. Ask God for divine appointments to put you right where he needs you to put you in front of that person and then have the boldness to share with them. Well, I love doing that too. I love sharing Jesus. When someone, here I wrote this the other day, when someone asks for directions, start telling them how to get to heaven. You can make light of it to see how they respond, but you just give the, you, you need directions, let me tell you how to get to heaven. I don't want to go. You don't want to go to heaven? I'm just teaching you right now. And when they need money, show them the way to Jesus, the provider. When they're sick, show them the way to Jesus, the healer. Oh, you're sick? Oh, you need money? Okay, let's, let's come to the Lord. And let me show you in, in um, Genesis where 
Abraham brought his offering to Melchizedek and he declared um, that he's the Lord God, our provider. So the word declares that my God shall supply all my need according to my riches. Would you like to make Jesus your God today so that he can provide, bring the provision that you have need of today? Why, why make it easy? Oh, let me, oh, instead of lying to him, saying, I don't have any money. <laughs> you didn't catch that. Instead of giving him money, show him how to be rich. Instead of taking him to the doctor, show him how to be healed. Give them directions. Give them directions to heaven. I'm telling you, there's... There's things that we can do that make, will make it so easy. You know, it's just like, we'll, we'll read about this in a couple of weeks. When he went to the, the, he's going to the temple. There's a guy begging for alms. Peter says, oh man, I don't have any money. He says, but what I have, I'll give you. Why can't you say that? What I have, I'll give you. What I have, I'll give you. I have healing in my hands. I'll give it to you. Your hands are hot. You must got healing all over you. <laughs> Amen. But why not give away God? Why not just touch somebody? You meet them everywhere you go. Sister Betty brings them home. <laughs> why not be that bold? To share Jesus with people. If I could get the worship team to come back. But we've just got to get into the right place at the right time. And ask God to give us that boldness. And then we have to shine forth. And when you're in Christ, you're the light of the world. Amen. Everybody say, I'm the light. You guys are getting good at this. We are the light of the world. And as we go, we let our light shine. People shared, Peter shared all the revelation the Holy Spirit gave him at that moment. He just let it fly. What effect have you been having on people? How have you been infecting people with the gospel? Verse 37, it says, Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. And said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? The answer comes bursting forward from a brave man who did not hold back from telling them the truth. Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise to you and to your children, to all who are far off, as many as, are the, as the Lord our God called. Repent, be baptized, receive the Holy Spirit. I don't know everybody here today, about but maybe you say hey pastor I, I just need to give my life to Jesus today I need to 
turn it all over to Jesus today. If that's you, just raise your hand and wave at me right now. Anybody here that you know you need Jesus today? Every day, amen. But everybody here is saved? You're saved, everybody? Saved? Saved, saved, saved? Okay. That's nothing to clap about. We should have some unsaved people here. We should be inviting people that need Jesus, amen? We need to get them in here, get them in the house so they can get saved. But I do know this, every one of us here need to repent. Every one of us need to be filled with the Spirit today. So we're going to worship, and I'm going to ask if you just come to the altars today and that you would repent. Maybe you say, I can't think of anything that I've done. Well, there's plenty around in our country to repent for. So, but I believe that we need to take time at the altar today to come and to cry out to God with repentance of sins going on either in our lives or in our country, amen, or in the world and ask the Holy Spirit to fill us today, that the Holy Spirit would fill each one of us today, overflowing and abundantly, so that when we leave this house today, we go forward in the power, in the boldness of God, amen, doing all that he's commanded us to do, doing what he speaks to us. So stand with me this morning. Let's begin to just worship the Lord and just come. Just come to the altars and just ask the Lord to forgive you. Ask the Lord to forgive our country. Just come. Ask the Lord to fill you. Ask the Holy Spirit to fill you. Yes. Come on. I'll provide the sacrifice. You provide the spirit. Bye. 
Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for your outpouring upon each one of us today, God. And Lord, as we go our way today, let us go with boldness to share the love of God with people. Let your boldness just come forth in power and in might, Father. We give you praise. Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Just let it flow, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let that fire just burn in us today, God. Holy fire from heaven. Let it flow. Let it flow. Let it flow. In Jesus' name. talk to you for a few minutes. God is good, amen. The Holy Spirit is fabulous. 